Y'all ready to be history? It's started. Welcome. Hi. 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 Hello, everyone. To the Pro Audio Suite. Thanks to Rode Microphones. These guys are professional. They're motivated. Introducing Robert Marshall from Source Elements and Someone Audio Post, Chicago. Darren Robbo Robertson from Voodoo Radio Imaging, Sydney. Tech to the VO Stars. George the Tech Whitam from LA. And me, Andrew Peters. Voiceover talent and home studio guy. And welcome to another Pro Audio Suite. This week we're talking about mic placement. Everybody talks about mic placement, but they never tell you where to put the mic. Well, In a I nice should rephrase that. Way. But anyway, <laughs> yes. So, who's going to start by giving us a few hot tips on where the mic should actually be? In front of you. That would yep, help. Good, good start. Yep. And with yep. the capsule pointing generally toward your mouth. Yeah. Know if you have a uh, large or, diaphragm or a small diaphragm microphone and point your mouth to be perpendicular to the capsule. Now, here's, here's one for me that, that I've always looked at and, and has always been a bit of a, a hmm moment for me is when I was starting out in radio and started using a 41.6, so we're talking 30-odd years ago, I was told by my boss at the time, hello, Jeff Thomas, that the 416 should point directly you know, off to one side, but directly into your mouth. However, I see a lot of booths where people point the 416 down towards their mouth, whereas I was always taught, and the guy who I was recording at the time, a guy called Steve Britton, always spoke directly into the 416. So who- It'd be nice. You, you get a meteor sound if you speak directly into it, yes. but you're going to pop it, and then you need a pop filter. Well, yeah, so, so he had foamy on, yeah. Sometimes several yeah. of them. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and so, several of them stacked up. Yeah. Yeah. If you really like, like sometimes a pop filter is good for people because it helps them know where to be. Other times it kind of um, like a good pop filter is not going to really make a difference in the sound. I think the foamies start to encroach on the sound more than just a pure pop filter. But generally I think that especially with a 41.6, you can kind of point it down towards your mouth. But if you, say like pow or any P word and you put your mouth, your hand right in front of your mouth, you can kind of feel the, the air that comes out and you want to have the microphone just above that column of air so that you don't out of the pop zone out of the pop zone, but But as close to it as possible, pointing down towards your mouth. Now I heard that uh, with a 41.6 or a shotgun, a lot of people have it above their head pointing towards their chest. Oh, really? Chest? Yeah, I think that generally gives you a sim- – like, I, I, I'm kind of a believer in the above pointing down toward your mouth, chin, chest region, um, you know, because when you're pointing it's, – it's a shotgun, so it has a lot of reach. So if it's pointing at a steep enough angle, let's say it's about a 45-degree angle, um, and it's out about six inches in front of you, it's going to get the chest as well, right? And yeah. So if you're really wanting to add that, that low-end dimension, you know, that – that authoritative low-end chest resonance to your audio, that's what's going to give it to you. It's, yeah. You're not going to get it if the mic's, say, pointing up toward you or level but pointing to you from the side or something. You're not going to pick that up as much or at all. Yeah. But I, I, yeah, it's I interesting. a good amount of the sound comes directly out of your mouth for the most part. There's the majority, a, for sure. Yeah. 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 But put your hand on your chest as you're speaking. You can feel the chest resonating. There's, there's sound... Me. Coming out, <laughs> except Robert. <laughs> there is definitely sound coming out of there. I mean, there's no. But doubt also, about the foamy on a shotgun, it it changes the pattern of the mic. So I'm told a little bit too. That yep. Yeah. 
It makes anything, it more focused. Is that right? blocking those grills will adjust the pattern a little bit. Yeah. And the longer and then, you keep that foam windsock on your mic, the more it is, is blocking those slots because the things start to disintegrate and they actually will fill in the slits on the side of your mic and actually clog them and actually make it sound progressively worse. No bueno. Yeah. That's, that's also bad. It's interesting though, AP, because um, uh, Steve Britton, who's the voice I was talking about at Triple M, that I sort of started, he was the sort of first voice I ever worked with a 416 on. And he, he, he sounds better with the foamy on. And Steve is, Steve's your classic US promo voice, I suppose, the big ballsy um, you mm-hmm. know, from radio announcer type, but he—I yeah. I reckon he sounds better with with the foamy on. I've tried him with the foamy off, and firstly, he popped all over the place. Um, hello, Steve, I love yes. you. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. But but he but he definitely sounds better. There's m- something more to the sound with the foamy on than the foamy off, which was interesting. Without the pops, he sounded better with the foamy on. Yeah, yeah. He could, well, Steve's mm-hmm. Steve's very sibilant anyway. Um, yeah, so, so I found yeah. that. Takes a bit of yeah, end. so I found yeah. that made yeah. that more pronounced, um, and that was probably the most. But how does he sound with a mask on his face? That might take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah it sounds um, good. There's probably a lot of people yeah. who'd want to shove a mask down Steve Britton's throat, but um, <laughs> <laughs> hello, Steve. I love you dearly. I really do. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's have lunch soon. But um, yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, and he, it's your shout, Britton. Yes, exactly. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he he definitely sounds better with it on. So yeah, that's interesting. Let's try something. Mm. Just. Tell me where it sounds best. Okay, I'm going to give you, let's say, uh, we'll try like four spots. Ready? Okay. So one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. The second one for me. I have two. I have two preferences. If I was doing if I was doing radio imaging, I'd want two. But if I was just doing a cold voice radio commercial or something cold voice like an audio book, I'd probably go for one because it's not quite so in your face. Okay. So it's, it's exactly what it is. One was basically I'm right on the mic, like probably an inch or two away from it. And the mic yep. is just between my nose. Like it's right at my upper lip. Basically, uh-huh. pointing down towards my mouth, but it's below my mouth. It's above my mouth, so out of the pop zone. Yeah. Um, the second one is just right into the mic. Wow! Like straight in, yeah. pop screen and all, kicking ass, baby. Yeah, I could yeah. hear the in movement your, of the the air from your mm. mouth. It was like yeah. it just, in your in your yeah. face, right? Yeah. And then yeah. this one is off to the side. Same same level, but now it's just off to the side. Yeah, it's so kind another of mid, version of mid rangey and kind of flat. So how different? How different is this? Compared to this, this uh, worlds apart, or this, the second, worlds apart, really. the second, yeah, does not sound as pleasing. Like I wouldn't want okay. to hear that. So the, the second one is to the side of the mic, but still like right level with it. Mm-hmm. So the first one is pointing down, but out of the pop zone. The second one is clear in the pop zone. Third one was off to the side. Fourth one was back, mm. probably about six inches away from the mic. Now, see, I like that one too. It gets lost a little bit. This should be though. more natural. Yeah, yeah the f- this should be this should be more yeah. natural and not so like yeah. big and bassy. The fourth this. one detuned that proximity low end boost mm-hmm. that you get right. a little bit out of on those mics, and it just made it sound more like a normal condenser, like a cardioid, mm-hmm. and that just sounded natural. 
but a is that more natural? Yeah, right. it's not good for everything, but it'd be really good for a commercial, I think. Mm. Right. Yeah. So basically, yeah. The, the ones that everyone liked were the ones that were straight on, not to the side. And if possible, it depends on because if I if I do the same one Whoa. on this and I say pow, <laughs> right? That's that's the same placement with the pop screen off. Big difference. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the is that the NTG five? The NTG five. Yeah. Wow. So wait. So here is no pop screen, just right up on the mic, but pow below the like I'm going below the um like the mic is not the mic should not get that pow pop, right? It's not hitting it. It's, you're still getting a little bit of a bump from the P, yeah. but it's not is there, like a. Is there a burst tiny of bit of distortion in the bottom end as well? I yeah, I can hear. You're actually on the edge of clipping. Yeah, I, I might be clipping. Yeah, yeah just yeah. Tap. Here I can. Yeah. Yeah, definitely Just clipping. Skosh. So how's that? So that's that's better. So this is away from the pop zone, pow, and then here's right in it, pow. Mm. It's actually not that bad, really. Yeah, maybe the NTG five has got enough filtering in there. That's pretty amazing. Pow. Mm. Yeah. Pop. Yeah. Pop. Is it taking it? Because there's no windscreen on this thing. This is raw mm. dog. The piece is still ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pop, raw dog. Raw dog. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I turn off my chain, and I'm on also an NTG5, if I turn off my channel, now it's flat. Pop, 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 pop. Wow. Uh, yeah. Pop, pop, pop. Makes a difference. Pop, pop, pop. Now my channel's on. Pop, pop, pop. I'm I'm more or less right down the barrel. Pop, pop, pop. Turn off my channel. Pop, 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 pop. So you're yeah. taking care of your pops a lot with a high-pass filter. I definitely am, yeah. I have a high pass filter dialed in around uh, 70? Uh, 88. Yeah. Pretty okay. high up there, actually. Yeah. You know, like like the right big trusted voice might not want that rolled off. So high. And not only do I have the, I just turned it off. So that's no high pass. And then now it's on. And then my EQ it section, I also have a slope low end shelf sloping off uh, on my high EQ. End. A low end sloping down, like a shelf down, and then on the high end, a shelf up. Because I, I want it to sound like a 41.6. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm brightening up my forty my NGG5 to sound more 41.6-like. Yeah. And so I find 6 or 5 dB of a shelf starting around 2K does yeah, that I'll nicely. Do yeah, yeah. 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 I'll do it. So I'm, I'm on the 41.6 and about... Right on the mic, probably an inch away from the end of the mic, which is probably about six inches away from the capsule, I'm guessing. Assuming the capsule is up near um, the other end of the grooves. Near the, near the mount, yeah. Yeah. But um, and without the foamy on as well. So, yeah. Nice. It seems well, like the four, the, the uh, NTG5 does well without foamies on. Yeah. And, and there's a big difference between this, one, two, three, and this, one, two, three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's foamy versus no foamy. That's all that is. I prefer the foamy actually. Here, I'm gonna try one where the mic is in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures or it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> what mic are you on, Robo? I'm on I'm on the 103. I'm on the TLM 103. Oh, so yeah. I'm about okay. I'm about six inches off, but I've got one of those screens between me. So that's yeah. what I've been doing the whole time. So let me get rid the of the screen. Disc get rid of the screen, screen and I'll get up a little bit closer. One, two, three, four. Hello, boys. 
one, two, three, four. Ding dong. But I'm yeah. You have to really control your plosives when you yeah, absolutely. And I'm off to the side. Open grill. I'm at like ten o'clock now, right? So if I turn my mouth to it and try not to pop too much by moving my mouth when I make a P, (laughs) one, two, three, four, hello. So that's and then if I so then now I'll go back. We we talk about the closed fist. So that's the closed fist distance with nothing between me and the mic. Then one, two, three, yeah, four. One, two, yeah. three, four. So there you, you ever go. watched Howard Stern manhandle his TLM one hundred and three? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> I think, man, what are you doing? No, it's a one hundred and three, man. <laughs> that's right, exactly. I think it's a one hundred and three. I mean, it's no, not I think a U eighty seven. Definitely not a U eighty seven. No, it's too short. It's too short. It's stubby on the bottom. It's stubby on the bottom. I'm sure it's a one hundred and three. It's a one hundred and three. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Or a one seventy three or some other, one of the other smaller mic. It's not the big one, the U eighty seven. And 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 he like has his hand around the basket. He just grabs it. Yeah. And he's literally cupping it. And then he's talking across it, right? And then of course there's probably a high pass filter and a ton of processing on it. But it defies logic that he can work a mic like that that's so sensitive with a condenser capsule. It has no pop screen, no windscreen, absolutely nothing. And he never, ever pops. Well, I've often wondered whether that mic is just a prop. I've wondered whether they've got like a boom mic on him or something. And and that mic is just a prop. entirely possible. Yeah. Because he does Uh, move around so much. That's a good question. I, I, man, I'd be shocked if that was true. I mean, that, that that happens all the time with like the game show hosts. Because I mean, I've watched his show over the years since I was in high school. Yeah. Like they've shown millions of shots of his studio and there's definitely no. Shotgun yeah, you're right. right that is a that is like a 103 or something smaller than an 87. Yeah. But there's so you're many right. times when you look at it though, and you think he should be popping his ass off because he's right. so close to it and going directly into it, and there's not even a hint that it's been depopped. So it, I, I, you you right. should just hear like like his clammy hands all over it, scraping the grill the way exactly. He That's it. right, all that stuff, right? And you don't hear any of that, which makes me think there's got to be another mic there somewhere, and that's just a yeah. fact. I've got a picture of him talking to the mic, and he's straight up talking into the side of it parallel not not into the He's talking camera, next to it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like it's, if it was a figure eight you wouldn't hear him. Yeah, and if it, if yeah. it was if it, all it's really totally. recording is what's coming out his cheek. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm, like the the talk show hosts, you know, they always have some huge microphone the sitting mic. on the desk. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just a prop, you know? That's right. Well, that's what yes, makes me wonder. Exactly. I, I think that's probably what started me. I watched, I was been watching Howard Stern, then turned on Letterman or something, probably, and I went, ah, oh, fuck, I wonder if that's the deal. Yeah, but but they've got Billie Eilish on, and she's got some sort of front address microphone that they're using. What is that? Well, in her studio, she's on a 103. I've seen a million clips mm. of her. No, this is this dog. is at, this is her on Howard Stern. Oh, doing a an acoustic and or something. Yeah. It's a front address microphone of some sort, but performing, not being interviewed. No, no, she's been interviewed. Well, they, do, they oh. do both. They do the interview from the band position, don't they? Um, but yeah. if they're on the couch, they're wearing headsets with a little tiny Omni yep. that they have grafted onto Sony headphones. They've been doing that for years and years. It defies logic that he can hold that mic, physically touch the mic, mm-hmm. like break literally all the rules of how to use a 
<laughs> very very That's sensitive what, yeah. studio mic, and he he manhandles it like a boxer holding a boxing yep. ring, and you don't ring. hear it. Yeah, it's That's kind weird. of funny the pictures that bother to even have that thing in a shock mount, given yeah. how much he like beats it up. Like, what is the shock mount doing for you at all? But he's not using a shock mount, is he? I, I have a picture with it. Well, there's some with a shock mount. Most and of some them without. I've seen without. Yeah, every yeah, time but, I've seen it recently, it's no like serious in a serious studio. I never see it with a shotgun. I mean, this is, this is him in his studio, and there's one. There's a few. There's a few with a shock mount, actually, and some without the shock mount. Are they all the same mic? Are they all TLM 103s? They're all they're all TLM 103s. I've only found one mic, one picture where he was on an 87. Here's a here's a really bizarro. This is all from, by the way, Gearspace.com, which used to be called Gear Sluts. Yep. Um, How dare you? This I know. <laughs> this one guy says. Currently, he's on Sirius XM, and while he has a Neumann U87 and a Sennheiser 416 just a couple of feet away from him, the mic he is actually using is an Audio-Technica AT2020 USB connected directly to his laptop. Bullshit. Where? Where? I'm like, what the what, hell? What drugs is that? It's completely <laughs> from my <laughs> field. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just looking at him in the studio <laughs> now. That's, That's definitely a TLM 103. Yeah. But I, I, I guarantee he's not using that mic. I put money on that one. He can't not, be. Not I mean, even some of these photos, like he's basically chewing on the thing, and there's yeah. no way that would sound good. Well, and also the other thing is listen to the consistency, and he's all over the place, moving the mic all over right. the place, and then mm-hmm. and then it's like sounds consistent in the show. Yep. I know. I know. I think it's, it's a almost prop voodoo. Mic. Like you said, it makes sense to say that it's a prop mic. But I don't understand where the mic actually could possibly. Well, see, be. I was going to say I was when it I was just be, looking at those. It could be just a lavalier. He's well, got, I was like thinking that, but then guy. that's got such a distinctive sound. And if you listen to him, it's not that. It sounds big. It hasn't got yeah, that lavalier sound. No. Sound. But having said that, you only whenever I've seen videos of Stern, you only get a side profile, like a semi side profile of him. Yeah. He's never front on to the camera, is he? No, no, no. Yeah, it's always like a same. It's the same POV where it's like, if you're if you're his POV, the camera's at like two o'clock. Yep. Looking so kind of he, over his shoulder. He could be bit. wearing a, a like a little mic that's you know around the other side of his head. You know, like a yeah. It could. He's got a lot of hair to hide the mic if he wanted to. True. I mean, you you can barely see the headphones on his head. Is How that interesting an- to imagine that he's not really using the mic that you see him actually using on? But that's radio all, all over. That's that's the smoke and mirrors of radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. well, that's true. I mean, all the talk shows have a desk mic. Yeah, this is this is the TV aspect of radio. Yeah, right. Yeah, interesting. I know, like huh? uh, Conan would use a desk mic as a prop, but it would still be hooked up, and it would be it would have like reverb or something you know, funny effect on it. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. use it for a certain effect. Yeah. But the, I, I I reckon he's got a headphone mic around the other side coming from his left, and that's oh, what he's using, that and then it's processed. It. Yeah, yeah. That's what like, I reckon. Like, like one of those really thin ones. Because everybody like else is using one of those. Like everybody on the sofa wears headset. They yeah. all wear a headset mic. Well, they I think, have a little does boom. Robin, what's Robin have? Robin doesn't have a headset mic. No, does she? She's got something else. She's, no, got, she's in her own booth, though. Yeah. Robin's got always straight been on. In yeah, yeah. Well, she was always the news. Really booth, I, I have a straight on picture from him. See, I've got a photo of him here with his hand on the mic. She's on an mic. SM7B in the pictures I can find. No, I've got a straight on photo of him here, and there's nothing. There's no, there's nothing. There is no headset. Although it, that could be taken without. To be yeah. fair, it could be a reason when he has an IM. He has like an in-ear monitor, like a little earbud, like wire going up to his ear in one shot. Maybe. But everything of Robin, Robin's got an SM7B. Okay, there you go. So 
Yeah, maybe totally maybe he's come up with a new microphone. Maybe it's you know soon we'll hear about the Howard Stern hair mic or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it could be like the voiceover suit. Well, yeah. you know, when I read these threads, a lot of people will say the same thing everybody said about Don LaFontaine, which was it didn't matter what mic was in front of him yeah. because he just sounded that way. Yeah, and he has such a broadcaster's delivery that he his voice is always the same volume. He completely controls it. Uh, you know, at all times. I don't know. If you do understand or, the rabbit yeah. hole you guys have just created that I'm going to go down now trying to find out <laughs> yeah, what the fuck right. is going on, really. It's a phase array set of microphones based on the the bangs. Hair <laughs> mic, exactly. Yeah, hair mic. It's the wiggerphone. The wiggerphone. The, <laughs> the, the Howard Stern wiggerphone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see a lot of questions online posting, posing the same question. What is Howard using? What is, and nobody knows. Yeah. The bottom yeah. line is absolutely nobody has a definitive answer. Like no, it's, the a, guy, it's a kept yeah. secret for sure. The guy that um, Robert used to mention before, he used to work for, who taught, you know, taught him quite a few things, Tomo, mm-hmm. um, has done quite a lot of work for Howard Stern. So if anybody would know, well, I should he ask might. Tomo because, well, actually, Howard Howard Stern. One of the stipulations of his contract was he went when he went to Sirius was that Tomo did his production. So there you go. Ah, okay. Yeah, I know different people that have been involved. I know I the station uh, programming director I worked for back in Philly is I think still Howard's PD. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, pig vomit, and then <laughs> no, not pig vomit. Um, to see if it's still the same PD, and then I and then um, I've you know there's a comedian voice actress I know that was uh, one of his call-ins mm-hmm. and occasionally on the show. Sorry mm-hmm. about the interesting. Sorry, is this is this become a a the world's <laughs> biggest pet, um, tangent we've ever we've been gone on? down a <laughs> yeah. massive rabbit hole? Indeed, I will take the blame for that one. <laughs> Basically, if you watch Stern at all on any of his broadcast networks or anything on YouTube, do not do what he does with a microphone. Yes, please. exactly. Please exactly. do not use that as an example of how to mic, use mic placement. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so mic placement in a nutshell should be a fist away from your mouth. A fist to a hand span. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's the range, right? Four to four to eight a inches fist, away. A fist to a pinky to thumb spread out. Yeah. Right. Yep. Like, yeah. The hang loose. Then, the hang loose symbol. Yeah. Hang yeah. Loose yeah. Hang loose yeah. symbol. So it's like kind of like this, and then try to get the microphone pointing as straight to your mouth as possible. But if you're going to get really close to it, make it so that you're sending that air below the capsule. Yeah. And it doesn't go directly in. And then right. if you're going to use a pop filter, play with a foamy and a, I call them a stocking. I don't know. What do you call the I, other ones? I, the, I, I do have to say I agree that usually I think things sound better without the filters. The, the, the wind screens tend to sound not as bad as the foamies. The foamies, I think, definitely change the sound. Yeah. Now, that was a good experiment. I'm glad you did that to really A-B them. Yeah. But I, what I found interesting, I mean, if you stick it on a, a foamy on a large diaphragm mic, it certainly, it just messes up the sound oh, totally. like at all. Yeah. But what I found interesting was when, Robert, when you put the, took the foamy off the NTG5, I preferred it with the foamy on. Oh, really? Does anybody agree? I thought it sounded better. It sounded more controlled. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. A bit tighter? I found an old 1997 picture of him on a U87. Yeah, there, I, I, <laughs> we're never going to get shot of how it's done. I don't disagree that he used it at one time, yeah. for sure. 
but everything I've been watching after all these years is it seems to be the one hundred three for whatever reason. And yeah. it's probably a sponsorship thing. He probably gets paid by Norman. Ah, maybe. It's certainly never like showcased or any real strong way. It's subtle if they, he is. Yeah, probably use the images though for. Yeah. So yeah, no, but I, I agree. Avoid foamies unless it's really the only way that you can deal with your pops. Placement is king. It really is. But and, you say and if you, you have the right read, you can get right up to the mic if you need to have that. Yeah, like that. That proximity effect. Yeah. There's one yeah. other thing to tag onto this, and and which which is a reason why I have people work on mic closer than I would ideally like, and that is because they're in a really small enclosure, or they have a very low ceiling, and it just. Signal to noise ratio thing. Yeah, it's it's like signal to noise, except it's signal to reflection ratio, and it's like you you really need to rein it in because it just gets out of control. Um, you know, in these in these small spaces, that's I have people working the mic a lot closer. I literally have an mm-hmm. I have Instagram video <laughs> that yeah. I send to people all the time. This is the way I recommend you you place your mic in your little box because I've I've had people yes. do that like like okay we've got a rough closet here just yep. get Fucking right hell. up into the mic and I'll dump the, the shit low out of end. Me. I'll, I'll drop the low there. end and try we're to, recording. We've got a guest. Anyway, we've got a guest. Put her on the show. Put her on the show. the freaking shit out of me. Give her some headphones. Walked up behind me. Give her some headphones. Come on, she's done it now. She's dropped herself in it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's I don't yeah, I'm gonna have to uh Sorry. Sorry guys. Sorry. No, where are you going, Meg? I'm just going you can't go, like Meg. You're on the show now, <laughs> like it or not. I'm gonna hang on, I have to mic her up. Hang on. <laughs> Is that what you're calling it? <laughs> they, they do have these modified Sony seventy five oh sixes with a headset mic. Yeah, that's right. That's what they use for all the guests on the sofa. How but how do they get that headset mic onto the seventy five oh six? They did their own rig. They fabricated it. There's a lot of Broadway guys, you know, that know how to do all that stuff. You know, it's not, they make custom mounts constantly for Broadway. So, but some of the, I mean, some of the setups that they have for, um, well, let's not call them acoustics, but for band performances are completely elaborate. There must be a massive big studio. In fact, more recently, they're doing them off off site. Yeah, right. um, Depending on the band. I think I saw Coldplay recently, Mm -hmm. and they're on like a full blown stage. Yeah, right. Um, which has been easy to do because of COVID. A lot of the stages have been empty. Yeah, I mean, there's just right. you know, pick a stage, any stage, studios. Yeah, so. totally. Yeah, yeah. He's does he? He's got some incredible setups. I mean, but I suppose given what they're paying him, he pretty much says, "I want to do this," and they go, "Okay, we'll make it happen." Yeah, his contracts are legendary. <laughs> oh, mate, I, I mean, saw he literally single-handedly kept Sirius afloat. I mean, yeah, <laughs> he should have just bought them. The contract he signed at the beginning of this year, basically, when you take out the holidays and days off that he's entitled to in his contract, it effectively works out at a million dollars an episode, his latest contract. How crazy is that? A couple of hours and he's just earned himself a million bucks. Fuck. I could work with that. See, I try to say inappropriate stuff all the time, but it just hasn't worked out for me. You haven't got the right audience. That's right. I think he might be having performance anxiety in front of his wife. On the air. Yeah. Yes, I can hear you. Clem Fandango. Yes, indeed. So I think this is a first. I've literally never heard your voice before. This is George in Venice, California. Hi, George. How are you? Great. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, well, I didn't. I thought of Fred as well because he is doing it from the porter booth on the other side. Tri the tri booth. Oh, the tri booth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, be careful. Uh, yes. Yeah. So anyway. I Litigation. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise. It wasn't a surprise. No, I probably shat myself, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and a mic popped out. Someone and, else uh, will get the surprise later. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so are you just uh, starting, are you just setting up? No, no we're, we're done. We're talking about Howard Stern. Oh. Trying to work out how he can His manhandle a microphone and yeah. not make any noise. Yeah, so I brought up the mic. Tech. He, he puts yeah, yeah. the foamies on his hands and then yeah, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, look, I, I, I just Maybe. thought I'm just gonna I'm gonna handle mine, right? So this is my TLM 103. I'm gonna handle it now, and that's just a simple movement. Of the stand. Actually, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a theory. Maybe do, that yeah. is not his hand. Maybe it looks like a hand, but it's actually a shock mount. It's a prop. Yeah. Hand. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a prop somewhere. We're trying to find it. Yeah, well, there's yeah. something hidden somewhere, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yes, indeed. Well, indeed, indeed. apparently back in June, he took a summer break from his show after signing a half a billion dollar contract. Wow. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, the fans were a little upset with him. He's like, wow. you son of a, you know, you sign a half billion dollar contract and then take a break for the summer, well, you son you of a. how do you spend that money unless you take a break? Well, that's <laughs> exactly. true. Good, very yeah. good point. That's how, true. how do you spend yeah. that money anyway, really? Let's be honest. How the hell oh, can you spend it? Give it a shot. Oh, I could give it a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> what do you reckon, Nick? <laughs> but that's only this contract. That's only the new contract. So that you doesn't... would buy microphones also? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I would not be yeah. microphones. I keep seeing things be arriving at the front door. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you know when something's going to arrive because Andrew's hanging down the first floor for an extended amount of time. <laughs> no, I'm doing, it for, I'm doing it for our daughter. It's not for me, mate. That's right. It's, it's for, for the daughter. future generations. That's right. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. Every. Well, yeah. Meg's got a great voice. Meg, are you doing anything in the biz? In the, in the show, oh, in the show biz? No. Oh, okay. Andrew won't let me. No, no way. <laughs> Competition. Says I'm hopeless. Yeah, you're bloody hopeless. Well, you're good at talking. Well, you don't take you direction. Is that the problem? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get plenty of direction from Meg, that's for sure. She gives direction. She doesn't take That's it. right. <laughs> yes. That's right. It's the reverse role. Yeah, I'm the actor. She's the director. We call her Spielberg in the house. <laughs> Someone needs to spend the half billion dollars. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, someone's got to do. I the don't spending. know what I'd buy though. Oh, uh, I know what you would buy. Ro I got Robert. I think I've got Robert nailed. I know where the money would go. Hello, Mexico. Porsche. Yeah. Porsche. Oh, Porsche. Okay. All right. A no, collection. About, um, the platform that you oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Library. With George. Yes. Oh yeah. I was looking. <laughs> oh, you definitely make the video. That's cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I reckon you'd use a nine-year-old boy, by the way. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. But if you really had a half a billion dollars, you'd actually make the house move on a chain and leave the platform where it is. Ooh, Ooh that there would you be go. cool. Yeah, that's fun. It'd be like you remember the Thunderbirds house when the swimming pool used to yeah open up, roll away, so yep. they fire up Thunderbird one, I think, mm -hmm. or whatever it was that came out the Thunderbird the three. No, yeah, Thunderbird one. one. Yeah, it was yeah, one. Yeah, one. So, yeah, one. Was yeah. One. so basically, yeah. some ridiculous amount of money should be spent in an overly elaborate way to get into the voiceover booth. Well, you've seen, yeah, well, there you go. But I, I was going to say too, you've seen those houses where they've got the, um, you know, the car, you put your car in it and it spins it around, you know, like a lazy Susan that, you know, spins your car yeah. around. You could have a house that spun around your car. Ooh. Yeah. Ah, yeah, so you never have to use reverse. That's right, exactly. All right, see you later, guys. Thanks, Meg. Bye. Cheers. All right. 
Right. So the inner workings <coughs> of the Arnold Peters household. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, we should put an ending on I that somehow. I think we should get, like, Top Gear had a, a challenge. They're running out of challenges. They should have the voiceover booth challenge where they have a car driving around a racetrack, getting the best time while someone announces something in a booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. That would not be completely unheard of at this point. Voiceover has become so much of the of the zeitgeist. Like, I mean, three or four years ago, Honda, U.S. and America, had a car had a commercial campaign where the winner. It was basically they do this thing where they give away stuff. You know, they just help people. They call it yeah. random acts of whatever. And they the 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 prize on this episode was they gave an aspiring voice actor a studio. Huh. This was a national ad campaign. Wow. Yeah, and it's like, well, and Geico did the ad campaign with Don LaFontaine. That's true. That 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 was really early days in terms of bringing a voice actor on on commercial. It it began with that stuff. Zeitgeist of like voiceover being now like, you know, it's like voiceovers become the like the Photoshop thing where everyone for a while was a graphic designer or a photographer. Yeah, or a photographer. Yeah, there is a right. little bit of like, like there's a lot of people doing voiceover. Yeah, so yeah. You might need to do a voiceover while racing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or maybe the studio needs to be brought to you quickly, so that would be the race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it would be in a caravan or trailer, yes. you know. And they'd, yeah, yeah. Well, we absolutely. would each find our vehicle and have to modify it. That would be the challenge, the Top Gear challenge. You know, someone might use a Sprinter van. A box truck. I think Andrew you know, would like figure a, out how to do it in a mini. Exactly. <laughs> not wearing a mini, not the skirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, mini cars are so small, it is like you're wearing a mini. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't know where we've gone. <laughs> we've gone up in some way. Like, this one goes all over the place from like, uh, like places to Howard Stern to good luck. Top Gear. <laughs> top Gear. I think yeah. we've done three episodes, yeah. only one. Exactly. Yeah, maybe it just looks like so disorganized. We just chuck it on Patreon too. You don't know what to do with this. So here, yeah, yeah. Here's the blooper episode. That's good. No, that's fine. We'll get an episode out of that. Well, that was fun. Is it over? The Pro Audio Suite recorded using Rode NTG5s and Source Connect, edited by Andrew Peters and mixed by Voodoo Radio Imaging with tech support from George the Tech Wizard. Help us share the show with more people and get your hands on exclusive content by contributing to our Patreon page. See patreon.com forward slash Pro Audio Suite. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and join in the conversation on our Facebook group. To leave a comment, suggest a topic, or just say g'day, drop us a note at our website, Pro Audio Suite. Dot com.